Hi, everyone, and welcome to Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm your host, Giuseppe Corallo, and today I'm joined again by a very special guest, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Giuseppe. Thanks for having me back. Well, thank you for coming back. How are you? I am doing all right. Yeah, just been getting through uh, some work stuff. and uh, But yeah, it's all, all okay. How about you? How are you? Well, I'm fine. I'm fine, I have to say. I mean, I just finished a very, very stressful week of work. And another one is on the horizon. But, you know, apart from never that, ending. <laughs> yeah, never ending. Exactly. As, as, the, as the final monologue of this episode of the mid-season premiere says, this, as, as, as long as the sun rises, there is still a story going on. And the same applies to my work. It's never ending. It's a never ending story. And, and there's not happily ever after. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, well, it's been a while because it's been a while since, you know, since the last episode of our podcast. And, you know, this was the beginning again of Grey's Anatomy was the mid-season premiere. We're going to talk about it. An episode called I Follow the Sun, written by Krista Vernoff, who is the showrunner of Grey's Anatomy, who's departing at the end of the season. So if, the, if Grey's Anatomy is going to be renewed, for for the 20th season Krista Vernoff will not be will no longer be the showrunner and that is i mean that is big news because it means a big change is coming again at Grey's Anatomy but you know this was a very important episode and because it marked i mean that's what the ABC promo department said it was Meredith's big farewell to Seattle this marked the last episode of Ellen Pompeo as a series regular on this show after 19 seasons. And before we start talking about it, before we start talking about what you and I think about this episode and about this exit, I'm going to go with the recap, okay? Okay, perfect. So it's Meredith's last day at Grace Long Memorial and the doctors plan a goodbye surprise while Nick confronts her about the future of their relationship. Elsewhere, the interns compete to scrub in on Maggie and Winston's groundbreaking partial heart transplant procedure, and Richard asks Teddy an important question. I mean, when I read this synopsis a few, a few weeks ago, I was like, mm, okay, there seems a lot going on, but I think that <laughs> the exit of Meredith Grey is going to be the major focus, because, you know, this is the lead character, and we know this is not... I mean, we know that she will be back. We know that she will be back in the finale. We know that she will potentially be back in next season. But, you know, this was her last time as a series regular. So I, I was I was thinking, stupid me, that the focus would be that, that we would have a great ending for her character, or at least a great see you later kind of moment for her character. But actually, I don't think that happened. And I felt the ending of her character was such a disservice to the fans. And I thought it was so anticlimactic. So before I rant, because mine is going to be a rant, I, I want to know from you what, what you <laughs> think about it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There was a moment in the episode, I can't remember specifically when, but I was like, oh, there's very little Meredith. They're totally setting the audience up for like getting used to her not being there which is weird because she's still there um but yeah just like you and you know the way that abc promoted it you would figure that meredith would be 
at the center of the episode and would really focus on her. And she wasn't really in it any more than she was the rest of the season. And yeah, her episode or her ending or her, her, you know, see later was very underwhelming, very like lackluster to me. Um, I rewatched the episode and I think as, as just an episode of Grey's, it's not a horrible episode, but as a Meredith Grey exit, it was, yeah, missing, missing a lot. I mean, there were no flashbacks. There was a lot that they could have done. It just seemed strange. And yeah, it was written by Christopher Noff, and she will be exiting. So I'm kind of intrigued to see, you know, hoping they'll get a, a season 20 and see what will happen next season, who's going to run the show and what changes they may or may not make. You know, the the Christopher Noff era has been, uh, you know, I don't know, not so great. Um, uh, you know, she's done some good things and not not some good things. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen after she leaves. The timing of it is weird that, you know, Ellen is stepping back and now Christopher Noff is deciding to leave too. But after this week's episode, I'm I'm definitely ready for for Christopher enough to to depart as well. <laughs> well, what did, what did you think? Uh, I I agree with you, and uh, so you used underwhelming, and you said like last year, and I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree with you. I totally totally agree. Because as a great, as you said, as a great episode, it was, it was, it was a good episode, you know, it had emotional moments and I'm speaking about Amelia's storyline, the way, oh, totally, yeah, the way it merged with Maggie and Winston's storyline. I thought that we'll talk about a, a little bit more later. I thought that Maggie and Winston's storyline makes sense and it's interesting. I... I'm I'm still not sold on the new interns, so I'm not particularly attached to, to any of them, and I think that's a big problem. But yeah, the problem that I had with this with this episode were, were basically, I guess we could say three. So the first one was this was, as I said before, this was marketed as a special farewell episode, but it wasn't. There was nothing special about it. It didn't feel like a farewell, so nothing of that. And I mean. I, I'm sure that when this episode was written, it was written in this way on purpose because it wouldn't make sense otherwise. So, you know, I think that the thing that went wrong was that, that ABC promoted it in the wrong way. The other, yeah. the other thing was that, as you said, the episode focused more on setting up the, fu the future of the series, but that was so wrong. That was so wrong towards viewers like me that have been that have been with the show for 19 years for 18 years and it i mean okay i could be on board with these new interns but if you shove them down my throat while i'm saying goodbye to the most important character ever on the show then i'm gonna be pissed you know and i'm gonna be yeah. mad, and i'm gonna resent these new characters i mean you cannot begin an episode like this focusing on the new interns and you cannot end an episode like this focusing on the new interns because it's wrong and you know and the third thing that made me so so mad was how they treated the meredith and nick storyline mm. because i was a big fan of this couple when since the beginning you know since that episode back in season 14 since the first day that nick and meredith met each other and then when and then I, when Meredith was with, with DeLuca, I was so mad. And I was a fan for a while of Meredith and Cormac. But when 
Scott Speedman came back to the show, I was completely on board with the two of them. And they had such an amazing 18th, I mean, they had such an amazing season last season, you know, excuse me for the play words, but they were mature, they knew how to communicate, and then they started the season in the worst way possible. I mean, at the beginning of, of the, the first episode of, of the of this season, we discovered that they have been, that they haven't been talking since I mean, for the past six months. Yeah, like six so, months, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was so out of character for both of them because you know they were such a mature couple. But I was like, mm, okay, okay, I'm gonna take it. You know, it was for drama reasons, and that's okay. And then as the season progressed, Meredith was such a you know, it was so infuriating to see Meredith not taking consideration Nick's character uh, in ter- for her choices, you know. And then in this episode, she was she was so bad towards him. I mean, the the writers want me, wants the viewers to side so much with her, you know. And I get when 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 she has that old monologue about her not begging for a man, I totally agree with her, you know? And this is was such, a, of course, it was a callback to what happened during season two when with the pick me, choose me mm-hmm. line that she told Derek. So yeah, that, that is progress. But the point is the Nick character did not deserve that monologue because what, yeah. what he has done over and over was he has proved to her that he loves her so much because, you know, he uprooted his entire life for her, you know? And at the end, when he tells her that he loves her, what does she do? She hangs up on him. (laughs) I mean, what was that for? What, What was the reason? Just to create drama so they can resolve, so they can keep us waiting until the season 19 finale? I mean, my God, at this point, I really feel like they completely butchered Meredith's development, and I feel like Nick deserves better. I don't know how you stand on this, on this, you know, storyline. Yeah, I mean, mostly, mostly agree with you. I, I knew when I watched the episode, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what Giuseppe thinks of this, you know, with Meredith and Nick, because I knew that you're a huge fan of that couple. So I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what he thinks. But yeah, I, I don't know. Expect, did you expect my reaction? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was just, yeah, the, the whole Meredith exit was strange. And then with, with Meredith and Nick, like you were saying, they were such a mature couple last season. So then to see where they are, even since the beginning of this season and then this episode, you know, since since the fire, it's been like, what, two weeks and she still hasn't talked to him again. I mean, I, you know, she says, oh, you know, I've been packing and moving and dealing with the fire and this and the kids. So it's like, I kind of get it. But at the same time, just say some, respond to him in some way, you know, say something. And then, yeah, just ending it with that. Oh, um, I can't really hear you. Um, I'll call you when we get to Boston was interesting. I, I'm like, I'm hoping in some way that th- this is like a fake out and maybe she's going to make some kind of appearance next week. And like, you know, she, I mean, of course, marketed this as her big farewell, but I'm hoping maybe she'll uh, make like a FaceTime appearance or something, you know, and maybe have some kind of like resolve with Nick, but it was weird. And then something that I was going to say, you know, obviously we watch this week to week, but you know, every year more and more, fans discover the show on Netflix. So I was thinking like if I was watching the show for the first time and didn't have any context, you know, behind the scenes of who's 
exiting or whatever, I wouldn't even know that this was a Meredith exit episode. I mean, obviously she's leaving and she's moving to Boston, but in the past, like last year when she went to Minnesota, we still follow her. We still see her. So I wouldn't even be, I would just be like, okay, we're just going to go see her in Boston next week's episode. So I wouldn't even know that this is supposed to be a Meredith farewell. Yeah, yeah, that's that's such a valid point. You're right. I wouldn't know yeah, either. It's really strange. Yeah, it was really strange. And you reminded me of something. I mean, Nick called her for two weeks. I mean, yeah. your house burned down and you don't have the decency to talk to the man who you know loves you just because you're mad because he didn't say love you back when he has proved you time after time. Yeah, he even said... He even said he had to like drive past the house to even know that the house didn't burn completely down. Like he like had no information from Meredith at all. Come on, that's which it's like I don't know if they're trying to go with like she's being dark and twisty, which I don't know. I it just seems really weird. So again, that's why I'm kind of excited that Krista is leaving. Again, having written this episode, I don't know what her thought was. Yeah, I I don't either because there is nothing I hate more. Oh. In, in shows when there is no logic and this storyline yeah one i mean the exit that meredith storyline was lackluster and you can be disappointed by it but the meredith and nick storyline doesn't make any sense you know so, yeah i'm not sure what's going on with this couple i don't know if yeah like you were saying hopefully in the in the finale or yeah they, they possibly next they'll week they'll have something but yeah but even if they reconcile in the finale it will be like in 10 episodes even more And I'm super yeah. root for Meredith after she hang up on him, after this poor guy has, has gone after her. I mean, I know that this is an idea of, I, I mean, I don't want to get into it too much because I'm a man. So, but I, what I'm trying to say is that in order to be a feminist, you know, I don't think that you have to write a character like this. Because to me, being a feminist means also have the courage to be vulnerable. And it's like she's writing Meredith in a way that she cannot be vulnerable. But that's not character development. That's just a statement. And, you know, to write with a statement in mind and not with the characters in mind, to me, is completely wrong. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I mean, if it's clear what I'm trying to say, but, you know. No, I get you. Instead of coming from what's authentic for the character, you know, you have your own kind of thing in mind. Yeah, to exactly. write for them, whether it makes sense for that character or not. Exactly. I think that's what happened with the monologue, uh, as I said before, with the I don't want to beg a man to be my life, which is a completely valid monologue, but it didn't make sense from her at this point towards Nick, you know? So, and I think this is the biggest flaw in the Krista Vernoff era. I mean, the fact that she, the fact is that I completely agree with every political social point of view the show has expressed. I mean, like completely, every stance they take, I'm always, I always agree with them, you know? And I think that many of Grace fans agree with those stances, but now they're like too much. This is not a political show. And what the early years of the show did well, they talked about important, vital topics without, uh, without eating you on the face. But now yeah. it's just, There is no silently anymore. It's all yeah, I think I think even Ellen Pompeo recently said, like at the beginning of the season, that like she wishes it the it, it could be a little more subtle with the political stuff, which is like like you like you, I agree. Like all the stuff all the political views 
and what they've said in certain episodes have been valid and important. And I agree with them, but yeah, they're kind of hitting us over the head. Whereas in the early seasons, it was done a little more subtly. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. So yeah, that was, that was, it was such a big disappointment. And you know, I'm like in a point of my life, I was talking to Jasmine, who's, who has been my cost and who has been in this adventure with me since the beginning of, of, of this podcast, you know, and she has left us. I mean, she has left the podcast uh, at the beginning of this season because she, she were, she didn't feel this, you know, this show anymore. She, she was not passionate about it anymore. And I decided to continue because I'm the biggest Grace fan. But right now I'm like, okay, why am I supposed to continue when they clearly have no respect for, you know, longtime viewers? when they just want to go after, you know, the casual viewer or the younger viewers. Maybe I, you know, I outgrew this show. So these are all the consideration I'm doing. I mean, I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to do the podcast and let's see what happens. But I really hope that the show can, can become great again. But the point is, I mean, and starting from next week, we'll know. The point is, is there a show without Meredith Grey? Even though it's the greatest right. show in the world, is there a point in continuing a show when I have been with this when we have been with this character for 19 seasons? Why am I supposed to be so engaged with the new interns when I know that the show is for sure not going for another 20 years? So I think that here they did a big, big mistake by continuing the show. And of course, it was a mistake dictated by Manny, but, you know. And speaking of this yeah. the series, you know, the, there is that scene about the new interns moving to the house, which was sweet, you know? It was a sweet moment. Uh, Simone, Lucas, and Mika, they are all moving to the Holt Meredith house. And now I get why they burned the house down. I mean, why they attempted to do it. It was a reset, a restart. They want yeah. to create that kind of dynamic, which could be interesting. But I have to be honest, I just, I'm not that, I'm not going to spend all, all this week wondering, oh my God, what's going to happen between tomorrow? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was a sweet moment too. I like that each of the sisters gave the three interns like a key to the house and kind of cool that oh the sisters themselves passed it on i like that it's the it's three in turns not all five that it's very reminiscent of meredith george and izzy from season one yeah so i i but yeah like you you know it is kind of like what's the point with meredith gone and you know i again it would go back to this exit was just handled in such a weird way that we're not kind of like oh, what's going to happen next week? What's going to go on? And it just feels like such a, if it was done better, I think we would be like, okay, there's Meredith. She's gone for now. But I still am excited to see what happens next week. Even the episode starting, I was like literally station 19 ended. And I was like, okay, here we go. Grey's Anatomy. We're going to see Meredith Grey right now. And then it started with Mika, like getting her house van Toad. And I was like, oh, I, wa I, was, I wanted to see Meredith right at the beginning of her exit episode. Oh, and we didn't see her for like a minute or two, which is fine. But I mean, I was like, I wanted to see her right away. I wanted it to be focused on her. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, moving into the house, I, I am intrigued to see what happens. I mean, I'm not dying to be like, oh, well, I can't wait to see, but I think it'll be cute. I like that they were like looking around at each of the houses and or each of the rooms rather. And, you know, even though there were no flashbacks, I think as a great stand, we automatically think of all that kind of stuff. And, oh, I remember when they had the party and when they had the Christmas tree up and when they did this and when they tore down the wall. And 
all the scenes in the kitchen, but oh, what well, something I was going to say, yeah, the promos even were better <laughs> than the episode as far as oh. its exit. You know, they had all these clips and the, the the monologue, and I was expecting like, okay, cool, that's how the episode is going to end. It's going to be a longer version of this. It's going to be more flashbacks, and there's going to be the monologue, and then it just didn't. That didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you said before you mentioned Station 19, I actually haven't watched Station 19. Did you watch the episode? I did. Yeah, there was very little Meredith. <laughs> so, but so because, you know, in this episode, we didn't have an actual resolution towards. I mean, yeah, we know the house was saved apart from the hole in the attic, but we didn't say an immediate aftermath of the fire. Was that shown in the Station 19 episode? Yeah, that's difficult if you don't watch both for fans. I mean, I know some fans, um, you know, only watch Greys or they get frustrated if there's a crossover. And especially with the way that the Greys episode ended and then knowing not everyone's going to tune into Station 19, just that's just the nature. People aren't always going to watch it. it. It does become a little disjointed when it starts up again. And you're like, oh, wait, what happened? Where's Meredith and the fire? In the, in the Station 19 episode, it basically started with... You know, Andy Herrera from Station 19, or yeah, I'm sorry, on Station 19, Andy Herrera at Meredith's house, basically right where Grey's Anatomy left off. And then it was just skipped over. I mean, not skipped over, they just went to like the end of the call. And they didn't even mention like, oh, I'm glad that house, we saved the house. We're glad Meredith's, you know, blah, blah, blah. So not until the end of the episode, Meredith comes in with Zola, Bailey, and Ellis kind of to like thank the station and just say, so then we did, we found out at the end of Station 19, the house didn't burn down completely. It's just the attic. But even that was done strangely as far as Meredith's house. The episode itself was was really great. But as far as Meredith and getting like some kind of resolution was strange. And then again, we didn't get that information on Grey's until later on, too. That was the biggest cliff. There was the big cliffhanger. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God, I cannot wait for the Christopher Nothera to to end she she i mean she takes decision which does not make any kind of sense oh my god yeah i always i always said she was really good in the early days when she was just writing episodes i mean if you go back and look at the episode yeah. that she's yeah. written she wrote some really big episodes of the show in the early years and then when she came back i just don't think she should have been running the show and making all the decisions yeah. and with this episode and her announcement of her departing part of me feels like is this really her decision or did abc decide for her like it's her time to go especially ahead of meredith's exit episode making right. that announcement i just feel like maybe abc had something to do with pushing her out because they weren't satisfied with meredith's exit either i don't know right. or alan pompeo being the executive producer was like she needs to go and then i'll come back i don't know i don't know i don't know the plot <laughs> the plot thinking <laughs> so speaking again it's more about the interns do you have a particular kind of storyline related to the interest that you're most excited to see? You know, what I will say is we finally got Helm and Mika. <laughs> I think we were talking Fine. about that my first Fine. my, yeah, my right. first time on the podcast, and that did happen. I had a feeling in the scenes with Schmidt, Levi, and the intern saying like, oh, Taryn Helm now works at a bar and blah, blah, blah. And Mika Yasuda was like, oh, does she know that you're like talking trash about her right now? So I was like, well, I wonder if they're finally going to see each other. And then it finally happened in the bar. So I liked that Helm was like hesitant to help her, but then was like, okay, let me help this little intern. 
with these stitches and, you know, they kind of exchanged a look. I like that it was subtle and not much happened. I think that'll be kind of a slow burn for the rest of the season, hopefully. So, I mean, I'm kind of interested in, in that. I'm interested to see where Lucas and Simone will go. And Simone, now we have the announcement, the reveal that she was engaged at her previous program. She met somebody there. Quan, Quan? Yeah, Quan, Blue. Blue and Mill and Jules are still doing something there. So, but I think even like you had pointed out in a previous episode of the podcast that this, the interns are still very separate from the main cast. It just seems like each episode we see them with one other character and they're not really integrated as well as they maybe should be at this point. So maybe now with Meredith gone, we'll see them. They just are, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 completely agree. And speaking of another big storyline, I mean, we talked briefly about that emotional moment that Amelia had reminiscing about well, how she lost her son, Christopher, as soon as he was, you know, born. And that storyline uh, uh, collided with the Maggie and Winston storyline because basically they had a big, you know, Maggie and Winston performed a big surgery and Maggie was sure that Winston was going to change his mind about uh, about leaving cardio after this groundbreaking surgery. But, you know, at the end of the episode, Winston, Winston confirms that, that he wants to leave cardio. And can I say that again, right now I'm totally on Winston's side and I feel like Maggie is acting really like a horrible person? Totally. Okay, you agree with that, so... Yeah, part part of it is is reminiscent of when Ben left his residency uh, in LA and came back to, and Mar- and Bailey was kind of like, "What you left the you left surgery to come back for me?" So I kind of see a repeat in that way, but more so because Maggie is not having Winston's decision to leave cardio, and now they the two of them are not respecting each other in such a big way. But I think I think yeah, the Maggie and Amelia or at least Amelia and the Christopher stuff and the Maggie and Winston stuff was at least very well done in this episode. Yeah. So I am interested to see where that goes. And yeah, Amelia, I mean, that breaks my heart, you know, when she was talking about Christopher and telling the parents about, you know, if there was, if there was a chance, if there was any surgery that could have potentially saved his life, I would take that chance. And then just seeing how that affected her in the end when it did save the other kid and she kind of had her moment. Oh, and then the moment with, Lucas and Amelia, I liked as well. Mm, yeah, right. Yeah. So again, the episode aired. Meredith is out. We saw her farewell to Seattle. And as you, again, I want to use the words they used at the beginning of, the, of our episode lackluster and <laughs> underwhelming. It was the other word, I guess. And, you know, also the final patient storyline for her, the Tesla storyline was underwhelming. I mean, the fact that that was the last surgery was so everything was wrong about this episode to me. Yeah. I hope that next week my love for Grace will be sparked again by a little bit, you know, by by something that will caught my attention, will, will catch my attention again. I really hope so because right now I feel like I'm in a toxic relationship. It's like I have a boyfriend who's toxic for me, but I can't quite, you know you know, get, get apart from him. So, you know, I just, I just hope that Grey's Anatomy will win me back. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it's going to be hard with, with Meredith gone. Yeah. Be nearly hopefully possible. something will, will happen. Yeah, yeah. 
So as you as you know, because again, Alex, I'm so happy that you're back home, and I hope to see you uh, to to have you again on the show soon. And as you know, we have this this moment at the end of our podcast in which we share our favorite quote or scene from the episode. But I'm on a strike this week, so I'm not okay. saying what which was my favorite quote or scene because it was nothing. Everything was tainted by that exit. Yeah, by Marathonic. What about you? Do you have a favorite quote? Totally. Sure. I loved that there were a few callbacks to earlier seasons. Some were like evident and some were a little more subtle. Ones that I noticed were like the cake, you know, was reminiscent of the yay Zola or gag Zola cake from early (laughs) on. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, there was something wrong with the cake and they had to fix it. I like that Nick was late to Meredith's party that was kind of reminiscent of, of Derek being late to the bar for the pick me, choose me, love me. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the opposite then because he was at the hospital going to the bar, whereas Nick was at the bar going to the hospital. Right. And then of course, I mean, if I have to choose, I would have to say Meredith's, you know, I, I'm going to pick me and I pick my kids. I, I pick us and I'm not going to beg, I'm not going to beg someone, I'm not going to beg you to love me. For me, that was very full circle of course, from the pick me, choose me, love me, but for her character, for me, I, I enjoyed that moment. I know you're not as much, but because I know that a lot of fans and even Ellen has spoken out about, oh, I can't believe that I had to beg for a man to love me. But I mean, I justified that. I, I, I saw that as fine. Pick me, choose me, love me back in the day with Derek. But I, I liked that now she she said that, you know, I pick me and I pick my kids and us and I'm not going to beg you. But But then that was kind of tainted with her hanging up on him. So... But for me, I like that. I like that she she grew in that way. Okay. Okay. I get it. I get where you come from. So, guys, that's our show. A big thank you to Alex for being on our show today. And if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review, and tell your friends, of course. Our theme song is inspired by Kevin McLeod. You can find us on Twitter at DanceItOutPod and on Instagram at DanceItOutGraysAnatomy. Until next time, I'm... Thank you again. And this is Dance It Out, Grey's Anatomy Podcast.